uniting thousands to worship one. This is United Breaks Out. Hello and welcome. This is New Wine FM and this is our podcast for New Wine Breaks Out 2021. Now, none of us are on site this year, but we are all united, whether gathering as churches around the country or as teams. And we're so excited to be with you this evening and tell you what's been happening today. We have chatted with Paul Harcourt. Gary spoke to Micah Jazz. Mark spoke with Angela Cayley. And we've heard from some uniters. And here we are to tell you all about what's happened today. United 21 on New Wine FM. After hearing Paul Harcourt's message to the New Wine family from earlier this year, we caught up with him to find out more about this year's United Breaks Out. The last few months of the pandemic have been really difficult for everybody. And obviously we were hoping that we might be gathering together at Peterborough again. But when we took that decision that it wouldn't be possible, I think with the benefit of hindsight, we're looking back and we're really grateful to God for the way that he's led us. Um, This has given us an opportunity to come together and bring people together across the nation in larger numbers than we would ever manage at getting together on a campsite. And I think it's also a really significant moment as well. There's the beginnings of that hope that the you know, the lockdown restrictions have been eased, that there's some sense that maybe the pandemic is slowing down and that the autumn might be very different. So this is a really significant moment for us as the church to meet together. And we've, of course, had a lot more time to plan for this. We've had a load of learning that we've done in the last year. We're able to bring a bigger United Breaks Out. And we've got the benefit of having developed the New Wine Online platform through this year as well. So I'm really expectant that this is a significant and strategic moment for the church, and it's a fantastic opportunity to gather for what what will be for many churches, perhaps the first time they've really gathered for anything big since the pandemic began. We're all aware just how much the pandemic has taken out of people, and there's been a really significant sense that God wants to refresh us and restore us, uh, to do a deep work of healing, and particularly to restore joy and hope. And um, we've already seen that in the beginning of the conference. We've seen people writing in talking about breakthroughs that they're having in worship, uh, ways in which um, some of their negative mindsets have been shifted. And it's like hope is rising across the nation. We're really encouraged by the stories that we're hearing, even though we're only um, just a day and a half in as I speak this, Um, We have heard already of churches that are gathering and and just enjoying being able to worship together and individuals talking about how profoundly they have met with God. They've had things um, that have just lifted their spirits and transformed the way that they're seeing things. There were healings in the first night in um, our Luminosity Youth Stream. Um, We've had um, new Christians um, having dreams and visions encountering God in really profound ways. We've seen families kind of coming back together and um, just being able to celebrate what God has done, uh, a life that was transformed through the work of Christians Against Poverty, a man who previously wasn't able to be with his children, now bringing his children into United Breaks Out and just seeing them kind of like them united together, father and children. It's just a, a lovely sign of the kingdom and actually being able to celebrate that in a local church that they're not just watching this from home, but they're actually coming into a place where there are 50, 60 gathered and experiencing not just family with them, but 
family with the whole church across the nation. Uh, it's been so encouraging, and we know it's just beginning. There's more coming in all the time of the way that people are meeting with God. And we'd love to continue hearing what God is doing, even after the event, actually, because it's something that brings encouragement through the year. And we want to make sure that people know New Wine, we're not just about one event, but we are a family, a network of leaders and churches through the year. So if you've got a story of how God has met you, big or small, then send it in to stories at new-wine.org. The scope of United Breaks Out is larger than ever. So we've got the two adult channels, Arena and Impact, which have morning and evening celebrations. I think it's five celebration talks across the day. As we've been seeking God for who should be speaking, it's just been remarkable how every speaker that we've gone after has been able to contribute something. And uh, as far as possible, we're bringing people together so we can hear from them live from our venues as well. So we're really excited that the people we felt should be speaking have made themselves available. And each one of them is bringing a message that they've been praying into deeply. And then we've got the Luminosity channel for the youth, and then we've got various kids channels and uh, a channel, uh, the accessible channel for those who have additional needs as well. So there's so much that's coming out. We're actually broadcasting from four separate locations during this conference. And alongside that, we've also got some of the all year round stuff that happens on the new year uh, on the new wine online platform so i think we've got 88 seminars on the new wine online platform as well as um, five live webinar chats with some of our key speakers so it's really exciting to be able to be meeting everybody where they're at all the different age groups all the different interests all the different callings that people have i think we've been able to speak something into each one of those we really felt that God challenged us through a number of prophetic words to offer United Breaks Out for free. And the only way that we could do that was in partnership with a number of amazing um, kingdom partners, people who are helping the church fulfill our calling into particular areas of need in the nation's life. And they have also taken a leading role in helping us to bring together a really exciting and fun after hours program. So we've had a, an evening of Celtic worship with Tear Fund. We've got the Christians Against Poverty big birthday bash. We've got uh, a comedy evening from the Bible Society. Uh, we've got a quiz night that the New Wine team are running. So there's loads of stuff that's happening outside the program that brings that amazing sense of community for New Wine and helps us remember that we're doing this with loads of other amazing kingdom organizations as well. My prayer for all those that are accessing United Breaks Out this weekend is that they are encouraged and reminded that God is still in control, that they would get fresh hope and fresh fire, that they would realize that what the world needs to see is a people who are filled with his presence. And that means that we're a people who, who live in peace and confidence, knowing that God will fight for us and that God will help us into all that lies ahead. And I think it is a moment of opportunity for the church as well. I think the, the whole world has been shaken and only in the church do we have the answer. It's the church that knows that Jesus is the rock on which we stand. And as people pray for new wine, I would say pray for the churches of new wine. Pray that um, after this United breaks out, we will all be able to um, just 
experience the presence of God and the power of the Holy Spirit in our local settings, that we would raise a confident witness to Jesus, to a nation that is in urgent need of healing and hope, and then pray that we can come together next year at Peterborough for United 2022 to celebrate all the amazing things that God has done. Uniting thousands to worship one. This is New Wine. Around the country, Uniters have been gathering their churches for their own mini New Wine events across United Breaks Out. Here's what one church is doing. Hi, I'm Steph. I'm the Associate Minister of Telford Minster, which is in the county of Shropshire. So Telford Minster is a really exciting church plant and it's been planted right into the middle of Telford Shopping Centre. We're a community of about 30 to 50 people, depending on what Sunday it is, what's going on. It's really exciting. We're having a building built for us. So we are using another church, but we're seeing incredible growth for this place that is Telford, which has been described as the most godless place in the UK. But what we're seeing is not the case. We're seeing God on the move. We're seeing people come to know Jesus and we are praying earnestly and we ask you to pray that we will see more people come to know Jesus in this place that is just full of new housing, new developments and people coming in who are mostly under the age of 40. To join together for United Breaks Out this year, I uh, wanted to think about what is it that we would normally do at New Wine. So to do that, we haven't quite gone camping, but we've done loads of activities that we would do at New Wine. Barbecues, eating together, open mic nights and playing games together. So on Thursday, our small group leaders gathered together their home groups and they watched a session, they had snacks, they just did community together. Last night, we had a barbecue at the Vicarage and then we watched Impact. Then today, which is Saturday, we have been and done park run in the local park and then we've walked around it and we've prayed and we've asked Jesus to transform this place. Saturday evening, we are going to watch an evening session and then we're going to have an open mic night, which we're all very excited about, see what tunes people bring. On Sunday afternoon, we are having an afternoon tea, sandwiches, cake. We have a chef in our community, so that's going to be amazing. And we're going to play some games and then we're going to watch a session together. And then for um, the final few days of United Breaks Out on Monday and Tuesday, it will be back to our villages, our small groups to have the sessions in their house, gather their community and just have fun and watch your sessions together. That was Steph from Telford Minster. And if you're doing something for United Breaks Out, whether it's as a family or as a church, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email to newwinefm at gmail.com or call our message line on 0300 302 3203. We'd love to hear from you. Uniting thousands to worship one. This is New Wine. Earlier this evening, New Wine left some space in the program to give people the opportunity to stand with them and to prayerfully consider giving to New Wine at this time. As some of you will have already read and heard, New Wine are trusting God to provide as they followed his lead to give United Breaks Out away without charge for the second year running, as Paul mentioned this evening. As a result of not being able to run a physical United event for two years, New Wine have a financial gap, but believe that as a family, we are part of God's provision to close that gap. Here's John Coles and Paul Harcourt. 
I'm really excited about the opportunity to gather for United Breaks Out. We had to put it together at very short notice last year and we weren't sure whether the Holy Spirit would be able to do ministry over the internet and it exceeded our expectations. And of course this year, the timing of the event is amazing and we've learned from all we did last year. So we're really expectant that this is absolutely what we need at this moment and that God is going to meet us powerfully. So as the chair of the trustees, when the leadership team came to us and said they felt the Lord had spoken to them and say that we must offer this without charge, we obviously had to weigh the risk of that given the bank balance that we have uh, and whether this was something really we felt was from God. But it was without a doubt and unanimous as we prayed and talked about it that the impact of doing it like this would potentially be far greater than had we thought to charge for it. We believe many more people will be watching and our desire is for everybody to know the love of God in their own lives, to receive the power of God in their local churches and move out in mission to their local communities. So we embrace this from God and we believe that God, having asked us to do it, will more than provide for it. For us, New Wine has always been so much more than an event that you pay a ticket price to go to. New Wine has been a family and whoever we are, we're welcomed into this family. We gather around Jesus and the centrality of ministry and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we share that all year round. It's not an event we go to, it's who we are. And that's why we invest into it financially, prayerfully and with our serving. If everybody watching gave £35, we know that we would close the financial gap that we have. We know that it would enable us to continue and support all the things that we're planning to do in the coming year. The great faith that it took to start New Wine is the great faith that it's going to take to take us into the future. In every family there are wage earners and there are people who don't earn anything and they support each other because they're family. And we are a family of churches and individuals and we want at this stage to support each other in this to enable us to actually do all sorts of things in the future as well. So we know some will be able to give this much, some won't be able to give this much. Give what you can, give generously, give lovingly, and we trust God for the outcome of that. New Wine's prayer is to see our nation restored to how God intended under the kingship of Jesus. They'd love you to stand with them in that. If you haven't been able to yet, as John said, please give what you can. Give generously. Give lovingly. Join with New Wine in trusting God for the outcome. To do this, simply go to new-wine.org forward slash give. Thank you. This is United Breaks Out. So I'm joined by Micah Jazz of the Waverley Abbey Trust to talk a little bit about what they've partnered with New Wine over for this year's United Breakout. Micah, welcome. Um, I wonder if you could first tell me what you do with Waverley Abbey Trust. My role is uh, the grandiose title of Director of Resources. So what we oversee is everything from customer services through product and content, be it digital or physical, right the way through to fundraising and enabling getting the story of Waverley Abbey uh, out and about to as many people as possible. So that's my day-to-day -day job. So you've mentioned there about the story of Waverley Abbey, of which um, there is one going back some years. Could you give me a little bit of the history of Waverley Abbey Trust and uh, where that all came out of? 
Well, I'm going to give a thumbnail sketch, really, because asking the history question is always a dangerous one, because Farnham, where Waverley Abbey is, first appears in the history books when uh, King Cadwalla gave land to a group of Anglo-Saxon monks to pray. So it's rather wonderful we're in a setting that was created for the purpose of praying. And subsequently, in the uh, uh, 12th century, the first Cistercian monastery was built on the grounds. We still have the ruins. We look out across the lake on those ruins. So again, a reminder that proclaiming God's word, ministering to God's people, praying for God's world was all at the heartbeat of this site, which uh, Trevor Partridge and Selwyn Hughes uh, took hold of or able to purchase in the 1980s and turned it into uh, a place of prayer and how do you help people to understand how faith integrates with life and uh, we have the privilege of continuing that ministry in a wonderful setting always mindful that uh, we are here to make sense of the bible in a contemporary context and having been to Waverley Abbey a, a few times, not for, for many years now, I have yeah. to uh, confess, it, it is a beautiful setting. And um, I don't know whether you still do. I think you used to be able to um, hire the space for church re retreats and conferences and that sort of thing. Absolutely right. People can still come in and hire it. We have uh, a coffee shop as well opening um, on occasion. And so you can come and stroll and enjoy the grounds and have your own time of uh, meditation and prayer in a wonderful place prayerful setting. So with that deep history of being involved in prayer, um, coming right up to date now, 21st century, um, what's the ministry involved in these days? Because I guess it must have expanded so much um, over the years. Well, I think it's expanded in the way in which we communicate, which of course is very much uh, using digital opportunities today but at heart it's exactly the same as Selwyn's vision which was to help people live every day with Jesus so that they might help others and so obviously we want to encourage people to engage with scripture and with prayer at the same time we want them to integrate their faith in their jobs uh, in their communities and so we do a lot of training through our well-established college working from uh, non-certificated courses right the way up to masters and we hope in the future to be able to do it to be doing uh, postgraduate studies as well and all of these degrees are accredited by Middlesex University and they work in the spheres of counseling in terms of spiritual formation and in terms of public leadership and we again are expanding our offering so it's a place of learning it's a place of encountering god it's a place of learning how to serve god uh, with whatever skills and with whatever sphere god has called you into some people may recall that originally um waverley abbey trust was known uh, as cwr crusade for world revival uh, how much has the expansion you just talked about um, followed that or have you sensed a different direction or have you sort of come back recently to to basics I think you know people would perhaps think of CWR as you know a publishing house uh, perhaps more than a source of spiritual direction and inspiration as mm -hmm. you've just described that's a very good question and I think 
Firstly, we're not at all embarrassed by uh, our history in terms of crusade for world revival. I find that if we stick with the word crusade, you end up having conversations around the nature of crusade, in a, in, not in the sense in which Selwyn would have utilised the word. But when it comes to revival, we still believe in personal revival, which leads to global revival. And that, again, was Selwyn's core message that every day with Jesus, the Bible notes and other materials produced should go to encourage personal encounter and then daily reviving that encounter with Jesus so that we could be of value and of service to God's kingdom. We still embrace that very clearly. What happens then is that uh, perhaps the publishing uh, became the primary objective and there was a little losing of focus on Selwyn's original vision, which we're trusting by going to Waverley Abbey uh, Trust, locating ourselves and acknowledging the place I've already spoken of that was birthed in prayer and in ministry, that we recover that uh, clear objective of enabling people to grow up into maturity in Christ, uh, to love God and to love neighbour effectively. That's uh, that's uh, that's really good. Um, now you you mentioned there, I guess the uh, the publication that most people would probably be most familiar with, uh, which is Every Day with Jesus. And I guess that there are you know many different um, daily notes, personal notes, publications now available um, right across. The, the sphere of of ages and and interests and I guess possibly you know whether you're new to faith or whether you're mature in your faith and that sort of thing but um, that's something which you're um, partnering collaborating with new wine on this year in a special edition of every day with Jesus yeah. how did that come about well I guess it's our passion to recover Bible literacy, if that doesn't sound too grandiose, to the Bible is the the source book, if you like, the very heartbeat of our Christian life. It tells us how we can encounter God. It tells us what God has done in history, and it uh, informs us as to how we are to live, both individually and together as church, in serving God's purposes. And so we wanted to move back to a free Bible note service to as many people as possible to encourage people to read scripture. The sampler that we've partnered with uh, New Wine, and we're really thrilled at that partnership and the opportunities, not only today, but going forward. We want that to help people to encounter scripture, the Lord of scripture, Jesus himself. And it does so very simply by taking them in and taking a scripture, hopefully working with that scripture to look at how do we integrate the very heartbeat of what God is saying with the very realities of our life. And in Every Day with Jesus, if people want to take a free uh, copy for a while, you can sign up online at waverleyabbeyresources.org. The reality is that what we would like people to do is to not only read the one scripture, but in Every Day with Jesus, there's four uh, supportive scriptures. So it becomes a place of meditative reflection over what is scripture saying into my life today with the objective that we become a biblically literate church. 
Now, I guess some of the mechanics of producing a special edition uh, take a little bit of a bit of thinking about it. It's not something, I guess, where you can, you know, sort of sit at the beginning of the year and plan ahead and say these are the books that will uh, will take um, base daily notes on, and we'll do this in these months following, and that there's you know Christian calendar uh, times, you know Lent, Advent, Pentecost, uh, Christmas, etc. That you can base it on. So how do you go about uh, producing a special edition? I- I'm I'm guessing with the ability that something of that special edition in the sense of what people are engaging with on a daily basis will actually reflect something of uh, the vision and the desire of the organisation that you're partnering with um, for that to be seen through those notes as well but at quite an early stage to get all that production process going on. Yes, I think what we try to do with a sampler is introduce the idea of a daily rhythm of reading scripture in this way with an action to take and uh, a thought to carry into the day to reflect upon as well as a prayer to make Uh, it's not only settling that habit but it's trying to say it would be rather wonderful if on a daily basis we were able to benchmark some of our emotions, some of our thoughts, some of our experiences over and against what God's heart is for us. And so in putting a sampler together, it literally is a taster to see if people like the idea of including this in their daily rhythm of God encounter. When we move to every day with Jesus on a regular basis, then we take some of the themes uh, that we can see emerging from Scripture. So over a two-month period, because they come out in two-month editions, we really spend time exploring over those two months one clear theme and how does that apply into, into life itself. So the sampler is to see, is this something that would enhance my walk with Jesus? then we hope people will will take the notes going forward. And with New Wine, we hope as we do work together going forward, we will find more constructive and creative ways to serve the needs of God's people through God's church to uh, pursue Jesus through the many challenges and difficulties and obstacles that life tends to put in our way. And in terms of the availability and access to the sampler, how have you made that available in terms of formats? And what format is Everyday with Jesus generally available in any way these days? Well, normally the sampler is, well, the sampler is always um, a hard copy that people can access so they, they see it, the size of it, the feel of it. But when we turn to Everyday with Jesus, if you go again, mention the website waverlyabbeyresources.org and you'll be able to click on resources every day with Jesus you can have it as a podcast you can have it as an e-send to your favorite mobile device you can have it as a hard copy it's a pdf online so you can basically access it in the way that's most convenient to you and I think 
as we see the digital reach, the wonderful thing about Every Day with Jesus that I've got people writing to me because, again, uh, I get personal emails coming in direct to myself from the readership because we want to be available to our readership. But I have emails coming in from Australia, New Zealand, America, uh, Barbados, the West Indies, uh, Sri Lanka, India, Nigeria. I could go on. It's a global reach. It's a it's a global message. And it's just wonderful that uh, you hear stories back of God's church globally celebrating the life and the love of God. That's amazing to think that it goes as far and as wide as that. Um, I mean, I had absolutely no idea until you just told me that, that, uh, you know, uh, you could get uh, Every Day with Jesus um, in, in so many countries. And, and is that available in different languages or is it primarily English, but in those uh, different territories? It's primarily English, but we've, we've plans afoot and are talking with people to get uh, them translated into different languages. We've recently joined as a member of the Religious Liberty Partnership because we are supplying notes already online um, through uh, persecuted church agencies. So uh, they're handling that with the wisdom and discretion necessary. Um, those notes are available uh, into churches that are being persecuted and we're looking at translating them into Arabic and other languages at the direction uh, and under the auspices of those who have the expertise. So, yes, our passion is to see these notes translated and uh, not just translated, but culturally contextualised for uh, different groups of people in different ethnicities and nations so that uh, we truly can fulfil Selwyn's passion to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. That sounds that sounds fantastic. Um, so you've mentioned the website already. Um, feel free to mention it again. Uh, what other ways can people get to see um, uh, the work of uh, Waverley Abbey Trust? Well, as I say, if you live anywhere within the Farnham district, you'd be very welcome on site. Again, it's looking at the website um, to find out or when the cafe is open, or when we have open days and other activities there. I mean, one of the great ways to explore is to uh, look at what events are coming on, again, on the website. And some of those are day conferences. There's also online conferences. Obviously, there's all sorts of ways of connecting. And perhaps the biggest uh, uh, way to engage with us is to visit waverleyabbeycollege.org ac.uk because it's a formal uh, university college site and look at the courses there and uh, you could visit one of their open days and uh, see what learning there is with the counselling, with the well-being, with the pastoral studies. I think coming out of COVID-19, as I trust we are going to continue to do, we know there is a huge uh, hunger and need for people who have wrestled with mental health issues and other related emotional challenges through COVID. And we are seeking to equip the church to be well positioned to meet the challenges of our local communities as we recover to live a life that will forever be scarred by our uh, brush with the pandemic. So these are the best ways to, to find us, but start with the website, waverleyabbeyresources.org. 
And finally, um, for those listening, how can we pray for you? How can we pray for the work of Waverley Abbey Trust? Um, well, that's, that's, that's wonderful, and thank you for the opportunity. We work hard to put uh, Every Day with Jesus and other resources through the chaplaincy service into prisons. We're one of the uh, sponsors of Prison Week every year. Um, pray for the material going into prisons and support for chaplains who've had a really challenging time during COVID. We have our um, uh, uh, one of our training courses coming up at the college very soon, the Introduction to Christian Care and Counselling, which is always oversubscribed. Please pray because this is people who are testing the waters as to where they can put their skills to work in a pastoral sense, in being responsible uh, for um, their communities where they meet. And finally, perhaps a great excitement to us. We already run a chaplaincy module on our spiritual formation MA, but we're just looking to establish Waverley Abbey chaplains. So we'll be able to train uh, individuals from churches and roundabout to be formally ordained as chaplains to be able to work uh, in society, uh, in all the different spheres where chaplains can go, where the, the kingdom of God touches very clearly right into the heart of our secular society. So there's there's three big prayers which I'd really value you are putting your weight behind and standing with us at this time. That was Gary Dell speaking to Micah Jazz of the Waverley Abbey Trust about the work they have been doing at Waverley Abbey in Farnham and their special edition of Every Day with Jesus produced for United Breaks Out. Now, one of the main features of New Wine United is the great programme of seminars, and United Breaks Out is no different. Mark Hughes found out more about one of Sunday's seminars. So it's great that we have Angela Cayley from Linking Lives UK with us. Uh, thanks for joining us. Can you give us an introduction to what Linking Lives is and maybe a little bit of an overview of its story so far? Yeah, hi, Mark. It's really good to be with you um, today. So, yeah, Linking Lives is, uh, is a national Christian charity that is aimed at addressing loneliness um, that exists just in, in local communities. But the way that it does that is through the local church. Um, because we see that as as Christians, uh, Jesus calls us to respond to the needs of those around us, and and we see loneliness as being um, quite a large need at the moment. So, roughly, how long have you if you've been running, and uh, how, how have things evolved over that period of time between uh, its start uh, near Reading and, and where we are today? Yeah, so Linking Lives, um, as a charity, it's been running sin since 2012, but it has its roots in in a link visiting scheme that started in Reading in 1998. So, uh, so yeah, as an idea, it's been around for, for over 20 years now. Um, and it was started by the National Director, Jeremy Sharp. Uh, it, he just he just saw the needs around him of, of loneliness and social isolation and, and wanted to do something to, to respond to that. And it's, it's kind of just grown out of that. Um, and yeah, in 2012, it, it became its own, um, its own entity really. And then in, in 2016, Linking Lives became, became a charity in its own right. And so it's just, it's, kind of continued to grow from from its early early starts 
And what's your uh, role within the organisation? What, what's your day job consist of? Um, so my role is Partnerships and Support Services Manager. So a large part of that really is is to promote what we do at Linking Lives among local churches. So that can be through running webinars um, and online events and um, adding information to the website and things like that. But also then when churches are interested in, in engaging and wanting to know more, then I would journey with them through that um, through that process, providing them with information that might help them to um, consider whether they want to partner with us in in setting up their own um, their own local scheme that addresses loneliness. So, Angela, in terms of getting involved or churches primarily, what kind of requirements? What what's the commitment that they need to make to get involved, and how long does it last? Uh, and what are, are there any associated logistics that uh, would be important for people to consider? Yeah, it's a really good question. So when a church is looking to set up their own befriending scheme that we call uh, Two's Company, um, yeah, Two's Company befriending, um, we would we would send them information about what, what's involved and uh, and then we would have a, a partnership agreement that, that is established between Linking Lives and, and the local church um, and, and Linking Lives provides um, all the support that's needed to set up their own uh, a church's own befriending scheme and then the church is obviously responsible for certain parts of that as well so so one of the things that's that's really important is um, the church's local safeguarding policy and we we really recommend that that local churches use that to recruit their own volunteers um, in a safe way and we provide guidance about that but but the onus is really on the local church to do that safely um and and then there's other other stages that are involved so once they've signed the partnership agreement then we would carry out the training with their local scheme coordinator and that that could be a paid position uh if if there's funds from the church or or other funding in place to pay for that or it, sometimes it's a, a volunteer position as well um, and we would we would train the coordinator in the various stages of setting up their own scheme and then once they have completed their training then they would get their team of volunteers together that would actually go out and do the befriending and we we provide the training for those as well and then we would talk them through the process of finding the people that actually need befriending. And that can be through different avenues, um, external agencies such as um, GP surgeries, social prescribers, social services. Um, the, if, there's a, if there's a local CAP centre um, or a food bank, different places like that where people can make referrals into the scheme. And then the coordinator would match people together. Um, and then befriending would would begin, and yeah, we've found that it it's such a highly effective way of of improving people's quality of life when they're experiencing loneliness. What's the benefit of running the scheme through Linking Lives rather than doing it yourself, say, uh, for the local church? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is what we've heard from churches is that 
quite often there's there's people within a church that want to do something but they just don't really know where to start and and they can feel completely daunted by um by the whole process and safeguarding and resources and just knowing how to do it um and yeah so that's what i would say is that linking lives just provides all of that it's already done it's been tried and tested um we already have over 70 schemes that are running that are using the resources and documents and templates so really a lot of that thinking has already been done and it it makes it a lot easier for them to just kind of start um start up and get going fairly soon no so proven you could say safe pairs of hands so yeah Yeah. that's, that's really fantastic great okay in terms of the relationship with New Wine and uh, w- where we are with United Breaks Out, h- how has that evolved then uh, from the roots and, and where we are today? Well, it's something that Jeremy's been really keen to develop over the last year or so, um, because obviously New Wine is is a really great opportunity to just promote um, what, what we do a lot among, among churches. And so he made contact earlier this year about the possibility of us running a um a seminar and so we're really excited to to be to be doing that this year and yeah we hope that the relationship continues over the coming in years. general then in terms of the, fu- the future vision direction and what what you're what you're looking to do i know on we're looking at the website we talk about uh, supporting and, and informing churches which you've mentioned with with the training and, and resources um what can you know? What what kind of inf- other uh, information is available to people to get to get involved with in terms of, sort of that engaged journey and maybe maybe ultimately getting to partnership? What's uh, what's available? Mm, sure. Well, one of the major things that we really um, that we really encourage and resource churches to do is to respond through befriending, and so we um, we have established. At the moment, we've we've established around seventy five befriending schemes that run through local churches across the UK, um, and these can be a mixture of of visiting people in their homes and doing befriending face to face. But um, over the last year or so, it's also developed into telephone befriending. Obviously, because of the pandemic, um, home visiting hasn't really been that appropriate, and so that's that's like a major thing that we do really is to encourage churches to set up their own local befriending scheme that reaches out to their okay, community. Okay, so, you know, something really practical that, that people can, can get involved in if, if they feel that they're being drawn to that, yeah? Mm, uh, yeah that's absolutely. really fantastic. And um, in terms of the solution, what's the best way of, of them getting involved? How, how do, they, do they do that? Um, well, I'd recommend... That if anyone's really interested to um, try and find our seminar on the New Wine website and and spend 15 minutes listening to that because that would give them a really good overview of, of what we offer and and the, the sort of journey through setting up a, a befriending scheme. Uh, and yeah, that's that should be on the website. I was going to say, what's the website address? How do, how do people know where to go? Is there a, a details? Um. Well, on the on the new wine website, I think that should be available through there. But also, if people want to find out more information just about Linking Lives, if if they head over to our own website, which is www.linkinglives.uk, then 
then there should be lots okay, of information. Okay, that sounds on really there. great. And uh, finally, how can anyone um, listening or, or that wants to support you in, in prayer, how can they do that? What's what's on our hearts and minds at the moment to, to support you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I think, again, probably if they head over to our website, we have a mailing list where we can send out prayer requests and things like that. But I would just really encourage people to pray for um, to pray for the church as a whole to respond to this issue and and to pray for the people in, the, in their own communities that they might know that are experiencing loneliness and and yeah, for God to speak to them about ways that they could they could respond um, just with the individuals that they know. There's always something I think that people can do to make a difference, even if it's just a really, if even, even if it's a really small thing, I think we can often underestimate the impact. That yeah, I mean, things make. have been quite strange, haven't they, over the last 18 months? Mm. And, and as you said, you know, it's it's not as if you've, you've been allowed to go and visit people. So, you know, there's a, there's a higher proportion of uh, mental health issues, a higher proportion of, of loneliness out in, in the community. Uh, so the befriending scheme and, and through the local churches is creating quite a more important channel, isn't it, for, for people, yeah. but also for, uh, opportunities for people to get involved. So um, I think it's definitely something that we should be encouraging I think, and it doesn't really matter at what level you're at, does it? So, uh, no, that's, that's, that's really great. So, Father, thank you for uh, Andrea, thank you for the work that um, Linking Lives UK is doing, thank you for uh, the, the work that they're doing in, in to, with, with New Wine. And we just pray that people will step up, step forward to um, support this initiative and, and to become part of the journey. Father, we just thank you that. Um, you're in the centre of this and for Angela and for the team at Linking Lives UK. It's really great to hear your story. Thank you. Great. Thanks very much, Mark. Mark Hughes speaking to Angela Carey from Linking Lives. Angela and her colleague David will be taking a seminar on Sunday afternoon called Befriending and the Church, a local response to loneliness, which is available via New Wine Online. United 21 on New Wine FM. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at New Wine FM, email us newwinefm at gmail.com or call our message line on 0300 302 3203. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to a podcast from New Wine FM. For more information, visit new-wine.org forward slash breaks out.